Welcome to the Holistic Health Duo Show with your hosts, Vanessa and Thanos. Counselor, naturopath, nutritionist, herbalist, acupuncturist. We work with clients all around Australia and in Europe, assisting them on their health and wellness journey. Here on the show, we'll be talking all things holistic health and wellness, parenting, mindfulness, meditation, nutrition, and much more. We'll be sharing health truths, tips, and recommendations to inspire you to start living your best life possible. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Health Duo Show. Today, our guest is a multi-award winning leadership and mindset specialist who dedicates her time to empowering individuals, leaders, and teams to realize their potential in the least amount of time. She's an international speaker, peak performance coach, NLP practitioner and trainer, author, and vlogger. An adventurous spirit who has jumped out of planes, snorkeled with giant turtles, worked with Ricky Martin, and meditated inside the king's chambers of the Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt. This mother of two teenage girls sees herself as a perfectly imperfect, consistent work in progress. Please welcome Tanja Lee, REB 2019 Mentor of the Year, Industry Thought Leader of the Year, Wellness Advocate of the Year, and CEO of Tangeli. In this episode, we talk about intuition, finding your purpose, conscious creation, and manifestation. I cannot wait to dive into today's episode, so let's get started. Hello, Tanja. I'm so excited to have you on our show. Thank you, Vanessa. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for the invitation. You're most welcome. So there is a lot that I think we could go through today and I'm so excited to get into all of it. Um, One of the things I really want to start with though is what is one thing that you really love to do for self-care? Oh, baths. (laughs) Baths? I, uh, yeah, I love uh, hopping into a really warm Himalayan sea salt infused and grated ginger, fresh ginger, because that really reoxygenates the blood infused. I call them Cleopatra baths, and I've I've educated my two teenage daughters to do the same. So the bathroom is filled with candles, essential oils, and that's my time to either watch a really good Gaia documentary or escape in a great Netflix film or just play some music and uh, submerge and relax. That and second to that and equally would be just being in nature. My goodness, I love that. I love the ginger. That's actually really incredible. Ginger is actually really great to um, as a as a tool to reoxygenate the blood. So if you grate a big clump of fresh ginger in the bath, it's like doing a forty five minute cardiovascular workout. So if you've got a fever or you're not feeling really well, it'll just push everything to the surface. I wouldn't recommend you go and run a marathon after or even go to work. It's something you want to do and then tuck yourself into your favorite jammies and hop into bed or curl up on the couch or by the fire with a cup of tea, and your body's just going to do some beautiful work for you. Oh, I love that. The power of ginger. It's so incredible. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Thank you for sharing that. 
I think it's a good idea to start with a topic um, which a lot of our um, audience actually does ask us questions around, that's intuition. And even when I work with my clients, it is something that tends to come up. And I think I first would like to ask you, what is intuition? Yeah, great question. So from my perspective and the work that I do with it, intuition, so it's uh, it comes from a Latin word, intuito, and intuition literally, Vanessa, translates as inner to it, inner mm. teacher or inner guide. So I like to call it the voice of our soul. It's the voice of our higher self. And really intuition is the ability to to get access to information beyond consciousness or beyond rational thinking. It's your hunches. You know when people say, Vanessa, trust your gut. I just trust your gut. And most of us have had the experiences where we've had a hunch, we've had an intuitive insight, or we've had a little inkling, and we haven't honoured it, and it goes a little pear-shaped, or, you know, we, we don't get to fulfil what we want. Trust your gut. Gut, I see, is an acronym, which means give up thinking. It is beyond rational mind. It is the voice of our soul. And the voice of our soul, Vanessa, is unlimited. It doesn't go to the past and our experiences of what we know. It accesses intuitive intelligence and unlimited infinite potential. So there's so many benefits to listening to the inner to it within. Oh my goodness. I love that. And I love the acronym for gut. That yeah, give wonderful. up thinking. Mm. Oh my We're addicted to thinking and it's very limiting. It is. We're always in our head, aren't we? So really yeah. learning to um, listen to that inner, what would you call it, that inner voice? Inner voice, the the the, the song of the heart, the voice mm. of the heart, the voice. It's our higher self. You know, Vanessa, I subscribe to the belief that there are two of us. There's two frequencies, frequencies we can broadcast. There's our soul and our soul is our innate truth, our higher self, the creator of our reality or the magician in us of the material world. And then there is our ego and our ego is typically the wounded child, the uh, collection of limiting beliefs and our agenda in our ego is to seek validation. So we people please and we overpromise and under deliver and we say yes when we mean no. And that's all based on rational mind. So we have two of us and a lot of research shows, particularly the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza and Neil Donald Walsh shows that around 98% of the time we are tuned in to what I call ego AM, crappy talkback radio that's negatively about me and it works against me. Intuition is about tuning in to what I call soul FM and it's that voice of our heart that's positively for me and forwards myself in life. And you've got to know there's two frequencies and whatever we broadcast is the one that we manifest. Wow. That is amazing when you look at it like that in those two different perspectives. So there really is... um, there, we do have a sense of control then, I suppose. We are able to tune into this intuition. And yes. I think that's yes. probably something that we probably struggle with the most. Like how do we yeah. tap into it? Such a good question. Before I look at how do we tap into it, I'd like to, if I may, look at why it matters because mm. 
how is important and I can share how I teach my clients and practice myself, but why does it matter? Why, why are we even having this conversation? Why would in, why would the beautiful listener on the other side of our voices, why is this worth even listening to? Because we do have two frequencies considered, Ego AM and Soul FM, tuning into our intuition gives us access to unlimited possibilities and opportunities. So it helps us expand our consciousness. It helps us gain access to information beyond what we know. It helps us gain better clarity to problem-solving abilities. But most importantly, Vanessa, it gives us, it's like a key to us living our most authentic selves, Mm -hmm. our most authentic truth. So why does intuition matter? It, it is your higher self guiding you to the path of least resistance, giving you access to open that door. Don't enter that relationship. Your time at this job is done. Do not fly on that day. You know, cr- turn left instead of right. It is there to guide us. It is there to protect us. And it is there to lead us to the heartscape of our potential fulfilled. So that's why it matters. How do we access it? Well, we got to A, be interested. If you're listening to this and like uh, intuition, hocus pocus, woo-woo, la-la, you're not going to be potentially even open to, to accessing it. So the first thing is the mind works best when it's like a parachute. It's got to be open. So have an open mind that you have a voice within that is there to guide you to living your truest, most authentic, most creative, dynamic self. And if you stop and get still, and I like to invite people to literally create a sacred space in their home, whether it be like a little temple or even a simple candle on the bedside table. But it's about creating and cultivating intention to an intuitive practice, much like yeah. meditation. Mm-hmm. So sitting still, taking in a few breaths, and there's a specific process that you can walk through, which if we have time, I'll quickly step through, that you can follow to literally sit in the seat of your soul and gain access to your intuition. So would it be okay if I shared that? Of course, please. Okay, great. So there are six steps. The first three are about quietening the mind so we can be still enough to receive the wisdom from our heart, our intuition. So consider in our subconscious mind, Vanessa, we have three manila folders. The first folder is trying to resolve tension around our thoughts. You know, we have literally, I'm an NLP practitioner and trainer, so I study how our mind and thoughts and beliefs affect our actions and results. We have between 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day swirling in our head, crazy, like a garden hose on full ball, out of control in the backyard. And the subconscious mind is always trying to resolve these thoughts. Interestingly, about 90% of them are the same regurgitated thoughts as yesterday and about 85% of them are negative. So there's a lot going on in our head that doesn't serve us. So the first step is about actually acknowledging your thoughts. So we're going to play hide and seek with the subconscious. So all we literally do, step one is, you know, you, you're in your space. You could be in the car after, you know, the kids are playing soccer practice and you're just having a moment to yourself. You don't have to be sitting on a mound of saffron in India. 
you can be anywhere, anytime. So you sit still, take a couple of deep breaths, bring your energy to the here and now, and you ask yourself, what am I thinking? And you just observe the thoughts like clouds. You don't attach to them. You don't try to resolve them. You're just observing. And it's like playing hide and seek. And that's it. And so you just, you can say it out loud. Oh, I'm thinking about the washing in the machine, the email I've got to send, the proposal I've got to do, the food shopping I've got to do, my, you know, the dog that did something in the backyard or whatever it is. And you literally just are observing and unpacking. The second step to accessing your intuition is the second folder in the subconscious mind, which are our feelings, our emotions. Again, our mind is always very busy, Vanessa, trying to resolve tension. And so if we're not present to how we feel emotionally, we can't listen to the wisdom within. So we ask ourselves here, how am I feeling? And a really great way to access that is you put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly or your womb or, you know, just, just your, your stomach. You can close your eyes and go, okay, how am I feeling? And you want to ask your body, how am I feeling? So if we did this together now and you just close your eyes with me and you ask your body, how are you feeling? You want to be really authentic. What, what surfaces for you as we do this together now? I feel gratitude. Mm. And I feel I feel I feel joy just to be here with you right now. Mm, beautiful. And so, and if I tune into how I feel, I actually feel really excited. Like mm. I love this conversation. And I too feel really grateful that we're here. And I'm also feeling quite moved because as we're talking, I'm thinking about the person listening. So I'm thinking about you listening right now. Mm. And I I'm moved by that, that you're choosing to be here and listening to this great content that Vanessa's producing. So I feel grateful and, and excited and moved. Now, the key to this piece is you must be authentic. So if you feel like crap, if you feel jealous, if you feel insecure, if you feel frustrated, you want to witness that and speak that too. The third folder, and this takes a lot of energy, and this is definitely in your space too, Vanessa, as far as the work you and the beautiful funnels do together at BodyWise, is you want to look at how's my body other than fabulous you're asking yourself how's my body so the subconscious mind is very busy trying to heal itself if you have you know any of your skeletal system elements out or an organ that's sluggish or a toxin or a bacteria or a virus our body is busy in the background using all of its intelligence to try and resolve that so the first three parts of accessing our intuition, we ask ourselves the question, what am I thinking? Observe the thoughts, speak them out until you get to kind of nothing. How do I feel? Tune into your emotional landscape and bear witness to that and ask, how's my body? And you scan your body and you just say, I feel thirsty. My big toe hurts. My neck is tight. My lower back sore. Whatever it is, you just say, name what's there. That's, that's kind of like hide and seek of the subconscious mind done. And what we're doing there with hide and seek, Vanessa, is we're clearing the decks of the mind to then dive deeper into our soul to hear its wisdom. How do we then like awaken the genie within? We ask these questions. So step uh, four is I choose to be of service. 
you literally say either in your mind or out loud, I choose to be of service. And what you're doing with that declaration is you're choosing to be of service to your higher self. If you are a practitioner, if you are a coach, if you are a teacher, a guide, a parent, and you're interested in how you can use your intuition to be of service to others, you bring that into your, oh, getting goosebumps. Oh, so am I. <laughs> um, <laughs> you bring that into your consciousness too. So, but we're just teaching individuals right now how to unleash their intuitive ability. So you literally say after hide and seek of the subconscious mind, I choose to be of service. Now this in itself, and you would know you do a lot of work with women, just choosing to pause and be of service to ourselves. And I'm not trying to be a generalist here, but when women who are often, you know, working mothers and we wear all these hats and play all these roles, we know and you know well um, as much as I do, Vanessa, we pour ourselves to everything and everyone and sometimes we wait until the well is empty to do something. So even just the act of going to choose to be of service to myself is a self-loving act. So that's step four, I choose to be of service and you're imagining being of service to your higher self. The fifth question is you say to yourself, I choose to receive. So once you've declared I choose to be of service, you're saying I choose to receive, and this is where you want to really imagine your third eye, your crown chakra, your whole being opening up, allowing yourself to go beyond rational mind, beyond predetermined thoughts and thinking, and just open up a portal of collective consciousness. And it sounds woo-woo. I get it. But give it a go and see what stirs. And then the final piece, and in my humble opinion, this is honestly the most important last hurrah to get to the well of our wisdom, is we say, Vanessa, the statement, I choose to let go of the need to know and the need to get it right. Because our egoic mind has to know when, how, who, why, what, and it's addicted to getting it right because it operates on a belief system of not being good enough. When we declare to ourselves and source or God or Vishnu, Allah, Krishna, whatever you believe in, whatever your faith is, that we choose to let go of the need to know and the need to get it right, we open up this unbelievable savannah of possibility where the hunches, the gems, the whispers, the wisdom can percolate. Oh my goodness, Tanjan, what a process. What it is, it, it's, but it's quite simple. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. But unfortunately, we're not educated that. And when I think back to um, my childhood, for example, we feel emotions, we have thoughts, but we're yes. not really sure how to regulate them or what to do with them. Mm. And mm. I, yeah, and it's not something that we're taught or um, mm. even, in, you know, when you think about primary school and high school, how how important this would be for young children. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, and beautifully said. And even things like making your feelings okay. You know, I think one of the things that parents can do beautifully, and we're not taught this either, uh, it depends. I mean, I've got a girlfriend that's a, we need to get my girlfriend, Lael Stone, on your podcast. Ooh. She does aware parenting. She is amazing. Uh, she's taught me a lot about how to, you know, consciously parent. 
but, you know, making parenting ourselves, Vanessa, and making our feelings and emotions okay, like all of you is welcome here. So when we create that safe container and we, you know, clear the subconscious and then say, I choose to be of service, I choose to receive, and I choose to let go of the need to know and the need to get it right, then you can sit in that space and ask a question or allow your imagination to to take you where it wants to take you because our imagination is the paintbrush and the paints of our intuition. When we allow ourselves to imagine, and Einstein said we only use 5 to 7% of our brain, what he means is we use the rational mind, but there's this imagination and an in infinite intelligence that we can only access through intuition and imagination is the gateway to intuition. Wow. So that would be then obviously the benefit of tapping into this intuition. Yeah, because when you allow yourself to imagine a life you'd love, the body of supreme health, the career that lights you up, the partner that, you know, expands your um, self and and your self-expression, the hobbies, passions, interests, when you gift yourself the grace and space to imagine a life that you'd love and then you can ask yourself, you know, what, what action can I take to bring this to fruition? When you've done that process, you're going to get a better quality answer than just trying to think of it from your rational mind. Sometimes the answers don't come immediately. I do believe we all are intuitive. I do believe we are all clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, which is clear seeing, clear feeling, clear healing. Some of us have the dial just cranked up a little, you know, brighter because we've practiced it. But it doesn't mean someone that has it louder is more special. It just means they've practiced it a little bit more. Yeah, and that actually leads me to my next question, which is this is obviously a practice, so we shouldn't be placing a lot of pressure on ourselves about how fast we should be able to access our intuition. No. No, yeah. And everyone's different, you know. And the thing is you don't even have to do that little six-step process that I shared. I'm sure, you know, those listening now have had those times that we've had where we've had that hunch, we've had that feeling, we've had that that just that that message that we ignored and and the more you can trust the voice within the more you can you know give up thinking just that space alone will allow your higher self to speak to you and you just got to trust the voice yes and i know for myself that that voice got louder once i became a mother ah so- really Yeah, so I feel like I've always been in tune with what I felt and what I was thinking and how I was feeling, but I probably didn't trust it until I was pregnant with with my first daughter, Flora. So I noticed myself um, kind of accessing more of that intuition and being able to trust it more and I felt that there was this higher like this bigger connection to my higher self in that time wow isn't that a gift that Flora gave you to (laughs) switch that on a little more I mean kids give us so many gifts I mean you're just walking gifts oh my god so much love uh can I ask what 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 was it about you listening to your higher self when you were pregnant with Flora that had you choose to trust that voice stronger than before being pregnant? 
think it was probably the first time in my life where I was super connected to my body and what it was capable ah, of. Nicely said. Yes, because you're out of your head. You, you, yeah. you got a human being growing inside you. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. So I yep. think I became more able to disconnect from the outside world and really Perfect. like just sitting with my belly and, and trying to connect with this little being inside of me. Mm. Then I felt that I was connecting more with myself. And I often say that through my children, even with my second, that I was also born again. You know, I was birthed through that. 100%. It's an incredible um, experience and everyone experiences Mm. it differently. But for me, that was what I felt. So, um, yeah, I kind of felt like there was more of a gut feeling. There was more um, the ability to to say no and to set boundaries was more clear for me um, through becoming a mother. So I'm not sure if our listeners have had that experience or when they've noticed that that's switched on for them. Mm, I think you've hit, hit it on the heart with the fact that you were embodied because that is that is uh, one definite way to connect with your soul, uh, which will help you connect with your intuition. So things like pregnancy kind of force you to go within, things like creative endeavours, dance, painting, being in nature, art, anything that takes us also out of left brain and into right brain. The left brain is very cognitive and literal and organised and structured and it's the to-do list and the right brain is super dynamic and creative and colourful and technicolour and imagination. So uh, being embodied is definitely a beautiful way mm-hmm. to, to you know, get access to that voice and, and our kids kind of force us there if we're willing to listen. And we have to because we've got to listen to them when we need to birth them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we've got to really be in tune. And I really like that you gave some examples just then because sometimes we are really quite often on autopilot, just doing things without really thinking too much about it, which is why mindfulness and all of that is so important. Yeah. But taking the time to really, you know, listen and to just tune mm. in. Um, and it's also really important with the kind of work that we do and what, you know, your partner mm. Matt does is that if we're going to be healing something within the body, we've really got to understand where we're feeling, where we're feeling it and what it means to uh, us. Yes. Amen to that. Both you, Farnos, I've experienced that firsthand. Matt, the, you know, his intuition has led me to profound healing uh, benefit Be- benefit just doesn't seem like a an appropriate word but transformation uh, and if he didn't trust himself and if you didn't trust yourself and if Fanos didn't tune in and just let let what was there work through him then we limit what's possible mm-hmm. so getting out of our head and into our heart and trusting that frequency and that's the key I think there's a huge opportunity for us to stop being human doings, focusing on what we need to have to then be happy and healthy and successful and switch the, the realm around to be human beings and, and do the things that inspire our being to take action to fulfil us and then we have happy, healthy, successful lives. But it requires switching the brain off and turning the heart up a little more. So, so true. Oh, my goodness, I love that. One of the other things I wanted to talk to you today about was purpose. Ah, yes. Sometimes uh, quite often with the clients I speak to, you know, you hear things, I don't enjoy my work, I'm not happy in my relationship, I don't know what my purpose is, I don't know what I'm meant to be doing. And Mm. obviously 
for what I'm from what I've just heard from you, intuition sounds like the foundation to purpose. Mm. What do you have to say about that? I love this topic, and I know you coach a lot of women, particularly, and and it is a very it is a hot topic. Um, and so thank you for asking this. First of all, my response would be because uh, both of us coach. So my response would be as a coach is a lot of people say I need to find myself. I need to find my purpose. I need to find myself. I've got to find myself. I don't know who I am. And and I feel fortunate because I'm 50 next year, but from the age of 16, I just was really clear what I wanted to do with my life. But many of us aren't and some never are, but I know it's a desire for many. So my first response is consider that we don't find ourselves out there. My philosophy is we create ourselves from within. So let me unpack that a little bit. Yes, please. First of all, if, I, if I'm looking for myself out there in a job, in a vocation, in a house, in a bank balance, in a, with a man, with a woman, with two men, two women, who cares? It's your life, you do you, right? But if we're looking to fulfil ourselves out there, it's often uh, on top of a belief that we're either not good enough or we're not worthy or we don't deserve, so we're not trusting the innate blueprint of our higher self within. One of the things that one of my mentors taught me many, many moons ago was this beautiful philosophy from the Native Americans, and they have this process called the land of plenty and their belief is that inside our heart everything that we came here to planet earth to experience and express exists we are very busy out there trying to find it on netflix or trying to find it somewhere but we have to go within i like to call it our heartscape so number one Let's stop trying to find ourselves externally and let's tr- let's actually create ourselves internally. How do we do that? We need to look at our belief systems. We, there's typically two lanes. We are, are A, either disempowered, feeling predominantly negative, subscribing to the childhood belief because we didn't get 100% love and nurturing or acknowledgement and praise that we are not good enough. There's typically five limiting beliefs that we hold on to. And if we don't have awareness of these, it does block or stop or is the handbrake to us finding our purpose, trusting within it and pursuing it. So those beliefs that we need to check in are, I'm not good enough. I'm bad and wrong or I've done something bad and wrong. Um, I'm alone. I don't belong and I'm not worthy or I don't deserve. So what I'm mindful of as a coach, Vanessa, and I'm sure you are too, is we can't just look at strategies to live our purpose because I can say do a mind map of things that you love. That's definitely one thing you can do. I can say do what brought you joy as a child. Because when we're in a childlike state, we're in innocence or said in another way, in no sense. Children don't make sense. Tying a tea towel around your neck and climbing up a tree and thinking you're a superwoman or superman, you're going to fly, that doesn't make sense, but that's the power of the imagination. And the, the more we, inverted grom, um, commas, grow up, the more imagination shrinks. So kids 
are highly intuitive because they've got less filters. So we have to allow ourselves to actually dream. But strategies on top of a disempowered belief system will block us from fulfilling it. So I would say, number one, we don't find ourselves out there. We find it within. Before we cultivate what our purpose is, we have to look at are we? do we have a predominant disempowered or empowered belief system about ourselves? If it is disempowered, like most people, we're tuning into ego AM. My invitation is we need to get responsible and responsible just means I relate to myself as able to respond. We need to get responsible for flipping those disempowered beliefs into empowered beliefs that we are worthy. We deserve to live our heart out loud. We are made of the stuff of stars and are miracles on earth, floating on a rock in space and we don't fall off. What a bloody good place to start, yeah? And if we can get to that point and know that we're worthy to kind of go in and find out what we love, we're going to be able to uh, hear the information a little deeper. And then we can go to those strategies of, okay, what do I love? What would I do if I if money wasn't an issue? What lights me up? What fuels me? What charges me? People say to me a lot, oh, my God, you must get exhausted after the end of that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Being of service, helping people break through decades of crap in one conversation, like line them up. I'm like in flow. That's my purpose. So do what fuels you. Do what gives you energy. Do what sparks joy. Now, how if I'm someone listening now, I'm like, yeah, that's good for you, Tanja, but I'm in a job that I don't like and a marriage I don't like and in a body that I'm not happy with. Well, we've got to start somewhere. And I would always say, let's start with our belief systems because what we say to ourselves and what we believe will always infuse what we do or don't do and will always inspire us to pursue what we love or not. And if you don't, if you're listening to this and you don't think you're worthy and you don't think you deserve and you don't think you're good enough, you're really limiting your ability to connect with the voice of your purpose. Does that make sense? Of course it does, yes. Yeah. Which is why, um, you know, when I'm working with my clients, this resonates so much with what you're like with how I sort of work because no matter what they're presenting with, whether it's mm. anxiety, low self-esteem, a trauma, whatever it is, we've, we've got to shoot it right back and first, you know, create awareness around those beliefs. Yes. You know, if we are... Uh, if our beliefs are negative and they're limiting, then our thoughts, emotions, and behavior, you know, are just going to lead off from that. And so Correct. The same results, and we carry the same story for the rest of our life if we don't yeah, stuck you know, in a pattern. Intervene, right? Right. I love that. So then, yeah. you know, stripping it all back and taking into consideration what we're saying to ourselves and the story we hold is obviously yes. one of the core things you would recommend doing if you want to find your purpose. I, I believe so because. It's hard to find your purpose if your mind is too busy telling you who you're not and what's not possible. And so if you're tuning into Ego AM and you're, you know, like, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough money, I don't have the opportunities, you know, my, my kids, because of my kids and you, you're blaming and, for lack of a better term, Vanessa, you're 
residing in the seat of being a victim of circumstance rather than being a creator of your own reality, it limits your ability to create and produce and cultivate a purpose. So so knowing that you're establishing a belief system that you're worthy and people listening might go, well, again, how do I do that if I was sexually abused as a child or if I was in and out of foster care or if I'm navigating big life business? then seek some support, you know, call Vanessa, have a session with her. And, and, you know, my philosophy as a coach is you can't see the ocean inside your own fishbowl. So we need sometimes someone to help us lift our head over the edge and go, oh, my God, there's an infinity pool out here and I'm just swimming around, turning left, looking at that boring plastic you know, treasure chest and the plastic seaweed, yeah, and the, yep. the all the poo at the bottom of my tank, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. So please don't do this journey of life alone. Like it's quite spectacular how many of us are, we come in different shapes and forms and colors and races and spices and flavors, but essentially, we all cry the same colored tears and we all bleed the same color blood and we have more in common than we think we do. So if you are listening to this and you feel like this sounds nice for those that are confident or have the ability, but my life is so stuck right now, then if you have the time, if you have the resources, follow your intuition and be and go to who you feel an, an essence or a resonance with and put your hand up for some help or listen to free content like this that maybe you'll hear something that'll spark an an ignition of hope or something in you that'll have you go, all right, it's my time because one day we're dust. Yep. Yes. And so to anyone listening, I suppose it's never too late. It's never too late to start you know, tapping into the intuition, to making time for yourself, to trusting yourself and becoming more in touch with what your true purpose is. And it really isn't isn't too late. And I think the problem with um, uh, the way society works is that we are encouraged to or forced to decide what we're going to do for the rest of our lives at the age of 18. Um, Mm. You know, and perhaps if we had more of this education about listening, finding, trusting, Mm -hmm. then we'd be able to make better decisions and choices. And it doesn't mean that what we decide then we have to do for the rest of our life, but at least we are doing things that are bringing us joy, that are in line with our authentic self. Yeah, yeah. And, And a really simple, simple, simple tool, like if you take nothing from this conversation but this, then this is a good step forward. So, you know, don't worry about the six-step process. Don't worry about how to try to cultivate positive beliefs. You can start very simply by your hand on your heart and your hand on your belly, closing your eyes and taking a couple of nice centering breaths and you ask yourself, or what I ask myself is, what would you love now, my love? Just what would you love now, my love? And it might be, I'd love a really good cry or I'd I'd love a cup of tea. Or I'd love to put on a scarf and a jacket and go and walk in the drizzle outside and just breathe in fresh air. I'd love to curl up on the couch. And and if life is presenting with you with challenges at that time, like, okay, yes, but I've got to go and speak on stage or I've got to go and cook dinner or I've got to go to work or whatever, then see if you can, if you can't act on that, what would you love now, my love inquiry in the moment, 
then look at your schedule and look at the next available window that you can. And please commit, please be devoted to honouring that voice that is telling you what you love, even if your mind judges it as silly or childish or a waste of time. Trust the voice within and it will absolutely lead you to the path of least resistance and the landscape of your heart every single time and be patient. Thank you so much. I love that. Now, I just wanted to touch on um, conscious creating. So yeah. would this also be what others might refer to as manifestation? Yes. Oh, my God. Do you know how many people are asking me about this more and more and more and more and more? Yeah, this is a topic that I love. This is a topic I'm going to be doing a lot of work on in the near future. Uh, because I think it's a very untapped resource. And I believe, Vanessa, that we really underestimate our creative power. And I believe it's our birthright. We came here to create our hearts out loud. We just forget when stuff happens in life and we decide we're not good enough. So uh, what is the, the art or what I like to call the heart of conscious creating It's giving yourself permission to manifest everything that you desire. And how do you do that is the question a lot of people ask. Again, we have to be clear. See, every single nanosecond, our energy is broadcasting a signal. So I like to use the term that every thought we have, every belief we have, every word we speak is a creation. So every thought is and every word is like we're ordering a a meal from the cosmic kitchen of life. And so we order it and a docket goes to the kitchen and the chefs are up there. And unfortunately, when we're thinking 60 to 90,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them the same regurgitated thoughts as yesterday and 85% of them are negative, we're ordering a lot of stuff that's going to block us up, give us allergic reactions, actions or you know not serve us but in the cosmic kitchens the cosmic chefs are up there and when you're ordering Vanessa they aren't going oh Vanessa what are you doing you're allergic to this don't order this they go it's the usual guys Mm. and they will just send you the meal that you ordered so number one We, we must be aware that every thought we think and every word we speak is a creation We literally create through our words. The word abracadabra means I speak, therefore I create. So we must become aware that when we're thinking and when we are speaking, we are creating. So what are you creating? How do you know what you're creating? Well, take a look at your life. Take a look at your health. Take a look at your relationships, your work, your bank balance, your home, your car, your bills, your stress, everything that is in front of you is a result of your conscious or mostly unconscious creation. Most people are operating in life is happening to me rather than life is happening for me. So responsibility is a very powerful distinction in the heart of conscious creating. We must take responsible for what is appearing in our world, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The key is not to define it as good, bad, or ugly. It is what it is. 
It's neither good, it's neither bad. All the stories we add just add drama and chaos and fuel. If you don't like the body you're in, if you don't like the zeros that are in your bank balance when you check your online banking, if you don't like the person you're waking up, you know, with every day, or if you walk to your job that you've been in for 10 years and your body is shriveling like a twisty packet being cooked in the oven when as we did in as kids when in my day, <laughs> then your body's telling you. Ah, I'm not aligned. So have clarity around what you'd love, but also take responsibility for what you have and stop blaming your in-laws, your dog, your kids, your man, your teacher, and stop blaming what you didn't get. It's time to step into the responsibility of being the conscious creator of our own life. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So So that's number one. That's we have to reside in that space. Or are you going to say something? No, no, please go ahead. So ask yourself, do I believe that life is happening to me or do I believe that life is happening for me? If you're listening and you think that life is happening to you, your first step is to consider that what would be possible for you if you shifted your belief system and perspective to life is happening to me, oh, sorry, life is happening for me. And everything that's happening for me is either a lesson or a blessing. Either way, it's a blessing. Are you willing to be still enough to receive the lessons? If you are manifesting the same partner, the same problems, the same habits, the same vicious cycle of life, it's because you haven't become still enough to listen to the lesson and learn what's there to learn. So is life happening to me or for me? If you want to consciously create, you need to shift into the mindset and it's just a perspective It's not right or wrong, but does it work? Yes, it works. And that's what we're interested in. What are strategies that work? A strategy that works is a belief that life is happening for me. Everything is a lesson or a blessing. And I am the conscious creator of my life. So what am I creating? Let me take a look. Do I like what I see? Maybe some parts, maybe none of it. Maybe I love it and I want to amplify it even more. Awesome. So then I would do a little stock take of life and do a mind map and or go to the wheel of life exercise. And typically, depending on which wheel of life you work with, there's eight spokes in the wheel of life from number one, you'll re- resonate with this being number one, health. Because listen, what's the point of having intuition or imagination if the temple of our soul is working against us because we're sending it very negative messages or crappy thoughts. So number one is our health, then our wealth, family, friends, hobbies, passions, interests, uh, significant other or relationship, personal growth, career, work, job, and spirituality, faith, or religion. Those typically are the key areas of life. So you can do a wheel of life exercise and ask yourself to from zero to 10, what level of happiness and fulfillment am I in currently from zero to 10? And just do a little ranking and draw the lines to see how out of skew your life might look. And then ask yourself, what are my beliefs around those things? Because where energy goes, you know, where energy goes, where attention flows. So if I'm thinking bad things about my health, 
then I'll be unhappy and unfulfilled. If I'm thinking bad things around my wealth, same thing. So it always comes back to what are you believing and what are you tuning in? And if you've got disempowered beliefs or thoughts around any of the eight spokes in the wheel of life, we must start by believing that anything and everything is possible. But here's the thing, Vanessa, you and I and everyone listening has heard about positive affirmation. We're talking about the heart of conscious creation, and this is a a strategy inside of that, but I have my own philosophy here. If you're listening to this and you are struggling financially or, or you're telling yourself you're broke, you don't have enough money, if you then listen to a podcast or read something and it says, just tell yourself you're rich and successful. And so I'm broke or have no money, but I'm told that I should walk around, march around telling myself, I'm rich and successful, I'm rich and successful, I'm rich and successful. Here's what I believe that does to the nervous system. A, it's inauthentic. And B, it creates more tension in the body because the subconscious mind knows it's not the truth. It's too far-fetched. It is like putting icing over a poo pie. So what I believe is rather than go, okay, I'm over here and I don't have enough money, but I'm telling myself I'm rich and successful, what I do myself and encourage my clients to do is you're better off building a bridge with your words. You're better off saying something like, I'm learning how to be more responsible with money. I'm taking a keen interest in my financial freedom and my ability to create wealth. I forgive myself for the mistakes I've made financially in the past. Every day in every way, I'm learning more and more about how to use my money wisely. I see money as energy and I respect money. I'm considering how I use my money and money is my friend. It's not like, and you start speaking for what you want to create rather than I'm rich and successful on top of I'm actually broke and can't afford to live right now. Does that make sense? Yes, and that actually answered the question that I was going to ask is do we say that we have it or do we say that we're in the process of it? And you just answered that so beautifully. Well, what I would add to that, and this is the work of the beautiful Esther Hickson and Abraham, if you're familiar with the the amazing work that she's been channeling from the collective consciousness of Abraham, heaps and heaps of uh, content on YouTube around the law of attraction. And I was having this conversation over dinner with my youngest, Amber, last night because she's wanting to, you know, manifest a relationship, and which many people are. And so if you say, I want, I want, I want, I want an amazing relationship with this amazing woman or girl or guy or whatever, what you actually remember, abracadabra, I speak, therefore I create. Every word is a creation. If you say, I want, I want, I want, or I will, I will, I will, you're creating more wanting and you're creating more willing. You're creating a bigger gap. So don't say, I want this, I want this, or I have this, or I have that. What Abraham and Esther Hicks teach is, number one, everything is energy. So rather than focus on the thing that we want, we need to focus on the frequency by which we need to resonate from to be an energetic attraction for that which we desire. For example, what I was saying to Amber, think about the relationship that you'd love. Think about the person you'd love to be with. What qualities do they have? How do you feel about yourself when you're with them? And when we can connect to the feeling state, like Vanessa, if I said to you right now, what is something you would love to manifest? 
what would you say? Hmm. This is a good way to teach it. Yeah. What's something you'd love to manifest? I would love to manifest. This is probably something a bit different, but great white white space in my schedule. (laughs) Some Mm -hmm. negative space just to be. Okay, beautiful. Now, so just take a moment now to imagine that it's here right now. You can open up your schedule. And there's white space in there for you to do and be whatever you desire in that act of what would I love now, my love? I'm going back to bed or I'm going to read that book or whatever you would love to do. So if you imagine it is here right now, mm-hmm. when you tune into that reality, really take a moment, close your eyes, tune into you have it right here, right now. How does that make you feel? Tune in. How does it make you feel to know? You have that that white space that you can powerfully choose to do whatever you want with. I feel content and I feel a sense of peace. Beautiful. Excellent. So that is where the manifestation work begins is we don't focus on what we want to have or what we will have. We don't even focus on the how to have it. We imagine imagine that's the how we access our soul we imagine it's here the white space is here the partner is here the puppy is here the job the business the things are here you ask yourself how do I feel that they're here and you said content and peaceful was it yeah Yeah? so all you need to do according to Esther Hicks and the teaching of Abraham is you connect to the feeling, the, the energy, the frequency of content and peaceful and you just hang out there and you you breathe it into your body and what I like to imagine is I'm whatever colour it is, whatever frequency it is, if it has a sound, if it has symbols, crystals, whatever, again, use your imagination to really amplify the frequency of it, fill yourself up with the feeling of content and peace, broadcast it out. And they've measured the frequency. I don't even fully understand this, so I want to be responsible for what I'm sharing here. Mm -hmm. But according to Esther Hicks, if you just broadcast the feeling of what you want to manifest, not the thing, not the man, but the feeling, Mm -hmm. for 68 seconds a day and you just broadcast it, A, you're broadcasting the feeling and the other thing you're doing in conjunction with that, Vanessa, is you are sending out gratitude that that negative space is on its way to you, that you've been able to sit down and make the time to look at what can you carve out of your life. So there is practical magic to do, but the the access to take the action is all in the being first. So define what it is you would love. Imagine it is here right now. Ask yourself, how do I feel that it's here right now? And all you need to do is hang out for at least 68 seconds a day in that feeling space and be grateful that it is on its way to you. And then the final piece is patience. Now, I have done this time and time again. I manifested my emperor I got clear on what I wanted. I wrote down the qualities, but I didn't sit there and open the envelope every day and read out the qualities and imagine how he looked. I did what I just shared with you and I imagined how will I feel when I'm sharing my life with a man that sees me, meets me, challenges me, amplifies me, lights me up, turns me on. 
And I was just like, what I got was ecstatic bliss. And so I just broadcasted ecstatic bliss and went on Bumble. <laughs> and there he was. <laughs> so there's that. practical action to take, yes. yeah? Like we don't just think of money and a bag of money falls out of the sky in the negative space. Mm-hmm. But connecting to the feeling and, and um hanging out in gratitude and belief that it's coming but that's why Vanessa I talk about beliefs first because if you're wanting white noise and you don't believe it's possible because you run a business and you've got two kids and you're cooking and cleaning and you don't believe you can it'll be harder and it'll take you longer to do it right that makes so much sense yeah, and if you want to learn more about that, Google yeah. Esther Hicks and Abraham, amazing teachings, quite extraordinary. Amazing. So you are on Instagram as at the Tangeli. I'm going to link all of this in the show notes because is it every Monday and Friday that you do intuitive readings? Yeah, so uh, I devote about three to four hours a week complimentary service to those wow. that don't have the resources to do it every single week. Monday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time is Tea with Tanjali Intuitive Monday, where I do complimentary intuitive readings. And they are phenomenal. We have grandmas drop in, we have pets drop in, we have guides drop in. And often, as I say to people, it's not me telling you fortune telling, it's me reflecting your higher self to you. It's always kind of confirmation of what you know in your intuition, but when you hear a complete stranger reflect it, you're like, okay, I'm on the money. And then on Friday, uh, Matt and I do Tea with Tangeli and Dr. Matt, and we do free leading life and business coaching and also some health tips and resources, not as uh, just as sharing our experience. It's never to replace the um, advice from your trusted medical or natural provider or practitioner. But we've got 55 years of a collective experience being of service to thousands of people and we're always students of life so we share what we know and people ask questions and we do our best to be of service. That's 8 o'clock Monday is intuitive readings and 8 o'clock Friday is uh, Q&A Friday and it's completely free on Instagram. I love that. I'll definitely put the show notes because I enjoy tuning in as well and there's always Thank something you. that we can all take away from it. So. Tanja, I thank you so much for being on the show today. You have inspired me and I hope that our listeners feel exactly how I do. I had goosebumps throughout that whole uh, talk. Me too. It was incredible. So Goosebumps for me are like sources exclamation mark of truth. Like there's a resonance. You can feel the truth of something. So, So follow the goosebumps. If you want to access your intuition, follow the goosebumps. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Tanja. Um, You're welcome. Thank you. you. And I love you. Kiss <laughs> the girls for me and Fanos too. <laughs> we'll do. Thank you, Tanja.